Hey there, dire listeners. It's wonderful to be back with you. We hope you didn't miss us too much over our hiatus, and that you're ready to go out adventuring with us again. You'd better be, because boy have we got some exciting stuff lined up for our second season. We just want to say thank you so much to everyone who supported and encouraged us and kept listening while we took a month off, and we hope you'll enjoy this next round of games. That said, let's pass it over to Past Me and the rest of the cast. Welcome to Diacast, chicken soup for the years. Here at Diacast, our group of six variably helpful nature spirits play different RPGs, bringing you a new game and system every few weeks. This week we're playing Golden Sky Stories, a wholesome Japanese game about henge, animals that can turn into people helping out around their small town. My name's Luki, and the question this week is, if you could have any animal characteristics, what would they be? Uh, it's either going to be like flight or breathing underwater. Probably flight because I don't actually like the ocean very much. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Matt, and uh, I wish I could hibernate. I hate the winter. I hate it so much. <laughs> like I wish I could just like get to kind of like Halloween, and on Halloween night I'll be like, right, that was oh a great God. party. See you guys when the weather's civilized again. Like, we could have like the yearly fine. Halloween Matt's hibernation party. Yeah, be great. Where we like fill you up with like... food and then put you to bed. <laughs> yeah, because people would be like, "Oh, but you won't get to you know have fun all through winter." Like, no, winter sucks. I just have double the fun <laughs> in the sun. Like, or maybe, or maybe migration. Maybe, maybe I'd prefer to migrate. I mean, you are <laughs> capable of migration. That is a thing maybe... you can do. Yeah, but I, I am not a rich. Like, I don't have wings. That's true. Like, <laughs> Jacob? Oh, it's me! Hi, I'm Jacob, and I would like, um, I'd quite like whale song as an ability. Oh, just the ability to be able to like communicate that. over vast distances <laughs> and also utterly wreck someone's shit if they get too close with sonic vibrations. Sonic oh, yeah. boom! Yes. Yeah, that's me done. Helen. Hi, I'm Helen, and if I could have any animal trait, I would like to have a tail for better balance. Oh god, why did I not think of that? Oh my god, I fall over so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be able to climb all the trees, walk on all of the long branches, and just have better balance and trip less. If humans had t- if humans had tails, we would have such cool clothing designs, and everyone mm. would be getting their tail either yeah, like dyed yeah, or tattooed. Basically, like um, yeah, like a, a, a split at the back skirt or kilt type thing yeah then we could get them tattooed or we could have jewelry on them or everyone would have like a weird sleeve for their tails wear a tail sock you'd have like a pair a of tights that had like a tail bit at the ends so you'd have yeah. those you read your tail trites trites see now uh see when where i can fly i obviously have wings and therefore i have a birdie tail as well so i've got a feathery tail <laughs> don't fall over <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Helen. Tails. You seem to be even more with me than I am. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, but I want I want my birdie feather tail. Hello. Oh, Hi. Hello. Why am I suddenly filled with dread? Hello. <laughs> my name is. You cannot say elephant penis. What? I wasn't going to. I wasn't okay. going to be. I wasn't going to be crass. All right. <laughs> My name's Peter, and my animal characteristic is like the wombat. I'd like to be able to shit cubes. Oh, uh, for <laughs> sake. 
<laughs> so that you're never short of a die. Uh, okay, I want to unpack what you just said. <laughs> because, oh no, I actually got the joke now. What do you think I meant? <laughs> As in, I thought you meant D-Y-E. And I was like, are no. you dyeing your clothing with excrement? Oh, like a dice, sorry. Yeah, right. there, we, there we go. Guys, right. this is a gaming podcast. However, <laughs> and this might be a gaming podcast, but you can't take the dyslexia out of the dyslexic. <laughs> Amen to that. So, I, I, I just think you it can would lead be the better... horse to water, but you can't make him dunk. Because, because what I can. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be as funny to me as it is. That's a very, very different book of black beauty. <laughs> of just like the horse trotting along and then does a perfect three pointer. <laughs> and do, do you want to cap it off? No. Yeah. Uh, so, so now that we've got our extra animal attributes to see us through the game and we're confiscating Peter's dice let's get to it <laughs> now you All shouldn't right. have to confiscate my dice because then I shit more Jacob, what are we playing this week? Well, this week we are playing a rather lovely little game called Golden Sky Stories, which is our first Japanese RPG. Yay! Yes. It builds itself as heartwarming role-playing. It's by Ryo Kamiya and Sugihagi Honpo in 2006, and it was translated in 2013 by Ewan Cleaney. And it is a aggressively wholesome cutesy game about henge, which are animal spirits living in a idealised Studio Ghibli or Makato Shinkai-esque world of rural towns and animal spirits helping out children in varying degrees of distress. Okay, so this sounds adorable. Peek behind the curtain. I deliberately volunteered to do this game because my centre of gravity in storytelling is for the grimdark and the epic. So taking a game which is meant to be intimate, meant to be small scale and really heartwarming and fluffy is deliberately putting me outside my comfort zone. <laughs> so our aim is to make you discover the meaning of the game. Yes, your aim is to give me emotional diabetes. Yes! Discover the fluff. We will make you find the fluff like an ouvert. <laughs> So you have all picked your characters and statted them out. This is a diceless game and there are two or three resources that you have to manage. As Henge, you are animals who can transform into humans or kind of hybrids with like ears and a tail or wings or whatever. So I suppose we should get to characters. Is that probably the first thing we should do? Yes. So if we start off just at the top of my list here, I think it's Matt's character. Yep, so my character is called Pocketa, which apparently means pocket in Japanese. Very cute. <laughs> Answers on a postcard if I've got that horribly wrong. And so she is, she is a girl. She When she is human, she is about 10 years old. And she is a raccoon dog henge. 
which means she's got certain powers that we'll get into in a bit. And she's basically, she's a 10 year old. She's a bit of a, like a, a trickster, like not in a mean way. She's not like a, a bully, but she like she likes fun. She likes to kind of play tricks and test limits a little bit. She wears this massive coat that's about as big as she is. It's got loads of pockets in it for like all the little bits of string and leaves and coins and random things she finds that she puts in her pockets to keep for later. And yeah, she's a little bit mischievous, but she's, uh, she's very kind of sweet and cares about her friends as well. Mechanically, her weaknesses is that she's teasing, which means that she occasionally kind of prods people. And she's also very gullible. She thinks she's the only one that ever teases people, so she's very easy to lie to. Because she doesn't think anybody else would ever tell a lie. Fantastic. And uh, Helen. Tell us about your henge, Helen. Bonjour, my name it is uh, Tama, and you may of course worship me. <laughs> <laughs> now let's guess which animal Tama is. Are you a cat? Tama is a cat. In her cat form, she is a very spoiled house cat. She gets laps when she wants them. She gets pets on her turns only. She gets the best food. She should get it more often. She gets <laughs> treats in between. She should get those more often too. <laughs> and she she has a acceptance for the ketter. Acceptance. She is living the dream. Which means you just kind of acknowledge I exist. Pretty much. Could you quickly read me just the top titles of what the different relationships? We've got like, affection, protection, trust, family, admiration, rivalry, respect, Love and acceptance. Acceptance is you accept them, you give them a place to belong. Hmm. Normally it's only for the town and local gods, but given Tama's, shall we say, expanded opinion of herself, (laughs) felt it appropriate. She is a cat. Yes. I love her. Mm -hmm. So I think Paqueta feels rivalry towards Tama. I think Paqueta is going to... How old are you when you're human? How do you appear? Um, She appears as a 16-year-old. She's one of the older teenagers. She's very much like fashion and Mm. grace and sophistication. And If she trips, she's like, no one saw this. (laughs) I think you're so graceful, Paqueta, in her kind of grubby hands and unfashionable coat. Thinks you're a bit too big for your boots. She's like, she's like, that, that. She thinks she's so awesome. I like to think your family just kind of came home one day after work and just found that you had ensconced yourself. Oh, as we all know, cats choose their owners. And she very much went, okay, you're, you know, you're mine now. <laughs> you are my family now. To be clear, they're her family. <laughs> <laughs> Helen is full of regret. So, Tama, if you'd like to pass it over to either Peter or Luki's characters. Yeah, I will go with Peter's character, Maki. Tama feels protection Aww. for Maki. Mako is one of these kids who, um, he always seems to have a plastic dinosaur on him and is always just rubbing sand from his eyes. Uh, he's often in the uh, sort of local park, sort of running round. He kind of assumes that he has a family somewhere. However, he actually spends his night, uh, well, he spends his nights as a rabbit. Oh, rabbit. He is a rabbit, Henge. Wabbit. In human form, he looks about eight years old, quite short shorts, little striped t-shirt, really, really messy black hair that looks like it was cut once sort of by accident. <laughs> and to Tama, just admiration. You've got the life that I would want if I wanted to settle down. However, I'm very happy running about a park with a plastic dinosaur or generally causing, well, not, never quite a ruckus, but always sort of just being himself. And towards Paqueta, it, it is more affection. Oh, I was going to go affection for you as well. Oh, I was going to say, like, because I'm only like two years older and we're both a bit kind of like love to play in the dirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's he's also one of these kids who always has the little like panda eye effect, and when he turns into a bunny, he's got like little brown bits around his eyes. Aww. What colour bunny is he? Is he a brown bunny or a silver? Or let's say uh, would be a white bunny. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, <laughs> large amounts of dirt and sand. He is mostly just a brown bunny. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Someone give that boy a bath. No, <laughs> he's too cute. Last but not least, Luki. Hello, hello. I am playing a bird named Yumi. When she's in human form, she appears as a 10-year-old girl. When she's in bird form, she's a starling, because I recently found out that starlings are really beautiful. They look like they're covered in stars. It's amazing. Um, So she's a blue starling. She's um, a bit of a, a Luna Lovegood kind of type. She's a bit sort of airy-fairy, not always quite on it. She's always dressed sort of like it was intended to be neatly dressed. She wears a lot of blues and she'll have like a nice little skirt and a shirt and they're just like a little bit lopsided and her hair's in a plait but it's kind of coming down and she just doesn't seem to notice that she's got leaves on her and twigs and things (laughs) and you know she had the intention of looking neat but then she kind of forgot somewhere along the way and she also lives in the park with Marco and they chat together and look after each other so she has the family. Oh you both live in the park together. They're just called connections. Yeah, the family connection with Marco. So I think I've got affection for Poketa and I've put respect for Tama. Nice. So if you've got affection for uh, Poketa, I was going to go for protection for you. I think (laughs) that's probably wise. I think I see you as you can't take care of yourself and you're a bit fragile. And so like I do have the weakness of delicate. (laughs) Yeah, I think like Poketa is just like, don't touch, don't touch her. She's very breakable. And I just kind of wander off and look at things like, oh, a shiny thing. I'll just go over here. You're like, no, come back. Tama likes Yumi. Thank you. <laughs> Tama's so aloof, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? Have we done all of our connections? Everyone should have at least three connections out and three connections in. I will say that all of these connections are at strength one, which brings me to my next point, which is that all of you are receiving a strength two connection from the community which is just kind of acts as a baseline. Everyone has an acceptance of level of two from the community. This can rise or lower. So that's just a good quick point, because all the animals I know have like slightly different abilities depending on strengths and weaknesses and stuff. So, for example, mm-hmm. because Paqueta has taken the weakness teasing, she's only allowed a connection of two or lower with the community. She can't go any higher because she's a bit of a public nuisance, yep. for Aww. example. Yeah, absolutely. You should all have three relations to the other Henge in cast. I would like everyone to also have one connection to a figure or a family in the town. If we start with Tama, I feel like this is this is a fairly easy choice for you. Yeah, Tama has her family. Yes, your Aww. family are called the Kimuras, and uh, yeah. So, what what's the nature of your connection to the Kimuras? Well, they are hers. Yes, <laughs> they are hers. <laughs> they are mine and they are mine. They are my humans. <laughs> they give me food. She is cat. I don't understand why you're still asking me <laughs> they this. They belong question. to me. <laughs> you own cats, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, they have. They are affectionate towards you. So I should just... hope so. Yep. You're the best uh, thing in their lives. Absolutely. Uh, Yumi, what did you have in mind? 
So we have a map in the book of the town of Hitotsuna where this takes place. Um, there are some shrines and temples that have and like fields. F- and fields and stuff. So I don't know kind of what of those is going to be the most. I feel like I'm a field boy. Yeah. I'm a field boy. I sit in a field occasionally, and people are just like, "Oh, he's, he's having he's having a lovely time in the field." And so and think about rabbits is they are very lovable. They so are. everybody's everybody's always looking out for him, just making sure he's not he's not got stuck in a well or Aww. something like that. He's not stuck in a well. He's just really really excited about ankylosaurs. Yes. <laughs> so we probably hang out around the Misuzu farm. I'm actually going to say that hang out around the Ayase farm. We hang out around the Ayase farm, and we have a we have a lovely time. We do. So I think I probably have a relationship with the uh, yokai. So yokai are local gods or spirits who rule over a certain area or geographical feature as a domain. Yeah, the yokai of some part of the ISA farm, either fields or orchard. I like orchard because I'm a bird. Orchard. Oh, orchard is nice. Yeah. Oh, I like the idea of this little starling just hanging out in the cherry blossoms, chatting to the cherry blossom nymph. <laughs> for an idea for Mako's connection, probably to the youngest of the Ayase fan, Aww. who hasn't reached the age yet that he's questioned why one of his friends has stayed the same age throughout his entire life. <laughs> and let's hope they never get to that stage. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're actually probably reaching the same age of about eight. I would like to jump in at this point. Their name, her name is Utsi, is how everyone knows her, but her proper name is Utsukushi. That's a cute name, Utsi. And given that Henge are effectively ascended animals, so used to be a rabbit, now you're something more, did Utsi introduce you to dinosaurs? Oh, definitely. What strength connection do we have with these that we're uh, These are all ones unless I say otherwise. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay, I'm just going to say mine is a trust for my cherry yokai. There is an honorific that is used to address yokai. Hime, there we go. Hime. Ayase Hime. Um, Poketa, we haven't had your extra yet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking potentially the local antique dealer. <laughs> Like, y- you know those beautiful elderly people who, like, run the antiques places in, like, tiny towns that ha- you don't know how the hell they make money, but they just kind of have antiques houses that are basically just museums mm. for, like, loads of weird little curios that people have somehow given them. Yep. I'm going to call her maybe Grandma Toyomi. Oh, I love that. it. And, like, Paquetta just kind of comes around sometimes with, like, odds and ends that she's found in her travels <laughs> and be like, look at this cool arrowhead I found and Grandma Tia was like yeah that's that's a stone but it's really cool <laughs> like, so I think it's kind of like not like mentor is too strong but it's like her favourite human yeah connections form the meat and potatoes of the game because the story that we all tell is loosely divided into scenes and at the beginning of every scene you get two resources called wonder and feelings at the beginning of each scene you gain a number of wonder equal to the strength of your connections to others so everyone should have six so that's wonder that's wonder we currently have that six. is wonder. Yeah, so six wonder and four feelings six. okay no, because you get two from the community ah, as well. So, that's six so and we six. have six feelings as well. Six and six. Six of each. Nice. That's so when do we use each? So can I try take it, see if I've got it? Go for it. So I believe wonders, which is it's your connections from you to other things. So I feel good about Tama and Mako. That's your wonder. And you, you spend that on your powers. So as part of your character, you'll have... I've got things like money and bogey and tanuki drumming. And they have a cost associated with them, a little number. 
and that number is how much wonder you have to spend on it and feelings you will spend on checks so the storyteller might say like oh you can do this thing if you can reach three child and say you're only one on child you would have to spend two feelings points to complete the check successfully so instead of dice rolling it's just like i can afford this yeah yay okay got it and these stack from scene to scene Okay, so if you don't use them all in one scene, just you can keep them and they, they, they hold over from scene to scene. So we've all got our contacts. You've all got your contacts, which means now I think I get to talk about the general town introduction. Our story is taking place in kind of late summer. The camera fades in as the sun sets on the rural town of Hitotsuna, which is sheltered between two mountains, Mount Mitsutsu on the north and Mount Kaminaga to the south. Uh, Hitotsuna is also bisected by the River Tower, which runs from east to west. Hugging the River Tower is a small municipal rail service. The town centre kind of by default is clustered around the train station. That's where various shops are, including Grandma Toyomi. It is a quiet town, all things considered. Our story is going to pick up with Tama. Your family, the Kimunas, has been distracted for the last couple of days, dusting, cleaning. They even shooed you out once. Their only child, Makoto, is coming home. He has been at a fancy urban boarding school. He's coming home for the summer. This evening, in fact. So they've all been getting the place ready. And this evening we'll find them at the train station. Um, what's led you to follow them, however distantly? Clearly, the first thing that Makoto is going to want to see when he arrives is, is more. <laughs> yes. Naturally. So you are hanging back a little bit. Oh, no, I just, I just happen to be walking this <laughs> way. I'm not following you. What do you mean I am following? I'm not following you. I just happen to be going this way. You are following me. <laughs> you are following me. Ten steps ahead. Um, as the parents go past, we'll kind of pan to Grandma Toyomi's shop where... Paqueta is showing something off to her. What have you found, Paqueta? I found a tiny little horn that I am... Grandma Toyomi, I am sure that this is a horn used by, like, a really diminutive race of, like, people, perhaps. Like, some kind of, like, <laughs> micro-ancient people that maybe used to live across the world in ancient times. It's a snail shell. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she is making all the appropriate noises... Yeah, she is um, just kind of gazing indulgently. She is indulging this. She's listening and she is distracted momentarily by a disturbance. So if she's distracted by a commotion, I would like to turn and see what she's looking at. That is going to be caused by... Hello. Yep, there we go. <laughs> and Utsi, who are playing some kind of a game. Oh, we're playing the fun game of is this bit meant to come off? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not entirely sure if it's meant to come off. But now both of us are trying to put it back and it doesn't go back. So maybe it was meant to come off, but we're not entirely sure. So now we're playing the fun game of where can we put it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It is a handle off the drawer. Oh. And we didn't know if it was a feature because it came off right in our hands. <laughs> this looks like great but now, fun. Now you're beginning to suspect this may not have been meant to happen. We, we may have lost the game. <laughs> Yes, and indeed. And simultaneously won the game. Mako is now trying his best to find some sort of container or pot where he can put it in. Or a pocket! 
<laughs> or a, oh, he would love to have pockets, but his pockets are full of sand and coins. Utsi has gone into full. I, I'm telling you that. See, I told you it shouldn't have come off like that. I told you it was too easy. She did not tell you it was too easy. <laughs> uh, it just came. It just fell right off. It was. It was like nothing ever. It just popped. It just popped off in my. It just popped off in my hand. It must have been a feature. But it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it just popped right off. Look, look, it may, maybe, maybe it's for when you've got really sweaty hands and you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna clean your knobs. Well, then get some sand on your hands and put it back in. That's very easy for me to <laughs> do. Exactly. That's why I suggested it. Just reaches behind his uh, ear. Ah. Wipes hands on front of shirt. <laughs> yep. Uh, Yumi, you are also observing this. Are you observing this in human form, in hybrid form? I'm in human form at the moment. I'm just kind of wandering aimlessly around the shop, constantly just kind of picking things up and putting them down somewhere they're not meant to are be. Are you in, in the shop with me? Are we all in the shop? Or are we? Peter's character is not. Wait, where, where is I Marco? I think he's outside, isn't he? Yeah, Marco is just nebulously outside somewhere. Where did he find mm. a drawer outside? There could have been some cabinets outside the shop on display. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. borrowed one of the... Yeah. Like, Grandma Toyomi's like, I don't mind... Outside on the curb is the best place to play. Does this come off? Because <laughs> most of the time it does. Everyone knows that. Yumi is uh, in that area, and she is. Could there be like a market around there? Oh, absolutely. So it's starting to close up, but Yumi just kind of wanders aimlessly, and she just constantly picks things up and puts them down somewhere they're not supposed to be. And just so like, in chaos. St- yeah, store owners are just like, why is there a lemon here? I sell books. What, what's going on? Like, Who's put my elephant on a hanger? <laughs> this isn't a jacket. <laughs> At the end of the day, they all just have to like go between each other and swap their stock back. <laughs> and they can't work out around. what the problem is? They can't work out how this happened? Yeah, you're just so unassuming and so it's accidentally that perfect mix of nonchalance and disaffection. <laughs> yeah. That means that people just don't I'll tell you what else. I feel like Paquette is the only person who's you don't even know what you're doing. You're kind of doing it by accident. Yeah. Paquette <laughs> has noticed, thinks you're doing it on purpose and thinks that's a bloody good prank and she's really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best idea that anybody's ever done. That's genius! <laughs> she kind of looks at everything she picks up, but only, like, vaguely. Like, she looks at it just long enough to sort of, like, yeah, that's a thing. Put it down again. <laughs> it just goes wherever she is. Um, And she trips over things constantly because she's just not looking where she's Bless going. Her. Both interest <laughs> and disinterest in things. Yeah. Cool. Well, once she knows what it is and that it's there, what more is there? She'd be a nightmare to be with for anybody who didn't have very good object permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, a couple of you have mentioned that you are in human or hybrid form, mm-hmm. which has a different cost at different times of the day. So if you want to transform into a total human, you will need to spend four points of wonder and or feelings. Alternatively, if you want to be a hybrid with a tail that you may or may not choose to conceal, you will only have to spend two points. And if you want to have both ears and a tail, you don't have to spend anything at all. I don't have the option of having my feathery tail out. No, you have the option of being completely human or having vestigial wings. But I do have a lovely waggy tail. Well, you can say this is a vestigial wings and lovely birdie feathery tail in, in human form as well. Uh, since I have my long pocket coat, I will keep the tail and spend plus two. I cool. will also spend plus two and just have a little bunny butt. Uh, the little bunny butt. Little bunny butt. Under the shorts. Bunny, bunny butt tail. So, um, yeah. 
we can spend either on this. So I've I've just arbitrarily decided to spend one of each. I will also choose to spend one of each. I'll do one of each as well. What's Tama got going on? Tama is a cat. cat. Yes. To note, if and when Tama speaks, you can still understand her regardless of form. No, I'm the crazy child who talks to cats. It's normal to talk to cats. True. Gently drifting on with the story, there is a sound of a train arriving. A number of people get off, including, yes, Tama, you can see from here, including... um, Makoto. Including Makoto, who's always been a fairly reserved, fairly quiet child. Right now, he is wearing a tailored suit. There are a pair of sunglasses in his breast pocket. Oh no, how old is he? Five. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven. The image is spoiled somewhat because he is hauling a large and brightly patterned kind of suitcase behind him and tucking a very sleek looking phone into his uh, inside pocket. Oh my god. Accompanying him is Uncle Tomo. They get off and he gives a big expansive jovial wave to the rest of the family who swing forward and immediately engulf the young boy in hugs and affection which he returns in a kind of, oh I guess this is what's going on now kind of way. (laughs) How far off are you? Tama. She's right by sort of the very station entrance yep. and it just happens to be, you know, washing her face there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she just happens to be at the station and, you know, I, I just, I was passing by and I just thought I would just sit here in the sun. How much effort are you putting into not being noticed? Oh, not very much at all. I have a, uh, a power called Kitty. <laughs> How much does Kitty cost? Kitty costs nothing. Fantastic. What does Kitty do? The power Kitty is you are an ordinary cat, the kind people see everywhere. Even when you are in your animal form, you will not surprise people who see you, and they will not find your presence strange. How did this cat get in my house? Well, I guess I have a cat now. <laughs> Actually, no, that's your entire story. Yeah, that happens it, yeah. to people. <laughs> As you are sitting there licking your hand, you do feel a shadow fall over you and a voice says, Guess you're here to see the show as well, Hatama. And you look up into a form which you might not recognise until a young and quite loud girl trailing a quite dusty boy behind her goes, Oh, Hero, it's okay. We fixed it. And he's like, fixed what? Marco, you approaching will recognize this as Hiro, one of Utsi's elder brothers. Hiro Ayase is also 11. However, where Makoto is still quite small and almost delicate, puberty in the last year has hit Hiro like a freight train. (laughs) (laughs) He is dressed in a hand-me-down, hard-wearing, hard-worn shirt over a vest. He has a whirlwind relationship with body odor. His voice is broken about 80% of the time. And there's always at least one plaster on his hands or chin, marks of battle from the ongoing war between his facial hair and hand-eye coordination. He is also apparently seen what is going on, this cluster of delight and chatter. He distractedly kind of waves Utsi off and his attention is focused on the gaggle around Makoto, even as he half-absently offers a hand, offers a finger to Tama. She sniffs it delicately. Oh. Discovers it does not contain food. Hmm? Returns to washing her face. She's waiting for her humans to finish cuddling and being all crowded. Yeah, the crowd moves out of the station. Hiro looks like he's about to go forward, but the Kimuras are emerging mob-handed so much as you can make a mob out of four people with two suitcases. And so he seems to decide better of it and just kind of backs off and they pass by. Hammer me owls loudly. How <laughs> dare they walk past her without acknowledging her? Excuse me. 
just quickly, like, can Poketa see this? I'm just trying to get the geography in my head. Yeah, like, we can have Grandma Toyomi just gently hustling you out the door as she closes up. Okay, if I've seen Tama, who I constantly think needs to be brought down a peg or two, uh, Poketa would like to kind of not fully hide, but just kind of like back up into the doorway, hoping Tama might kind of wander her way so I can jump out at you and go boom. <laughs> cool. And ruin your cool. <laughs> For right now, though, because she's still in place and just yowling. Yep. <laughs> can I get an animal check from you, please, Tama, to make your meow carry over the sound of excited gaggle, which will be animal three? Okay, so I currently have animal two. You will need to spend a point of feelings. I will spend a point of feelings then. Fantastic. A loud meow. I'm sorry, it's very much a meow. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. And Makoto turns around and sees you, sees Hiro a couple paces back. You're going to kind of look between Cat and Hiro and go, Hiro, is that you? You've grown. And take a step or two forward. I am. You know how when you're trying to like go down the stairs and the cat just seems to be everywhere? Oh, absolutely. Yep, yep, she's doing that. Like, she's purring up a storm, rubbing all around his legs. Like, hello, hello, excusez-moi, excusez-moi, c'est moi, hello. (laughs) And the kind of thing where it's like, ah, yes, and now I'm going to have a heart attack as my balance tries to sort of like, ah, don't want to kick Cat. There is definitely a tumble and a stumble as he tries to contend with Cat and Suitcase and Hero and wanting to be in two or three places at once. (laughs) And he just kind of steadies himself and leans down to you. And how is Tama with being picked up? Well, of course, one should not ever be picked up under any circumstances, but I suppose, I suppose, oh yes, that's good. (laughs) I mean, I I, I cannot be picked up. I mean, oh yes, right there. It's good scratches, good scratches. Okay, you find yourself in Makoto's arms doing your best Harley Davidson impression. (laughs) Yes, I've missed you too. I've missed you too, girl. I've missed you too. And he looks up to talk to Hero again, but by this point, the boy is gone. (gasps) He lost the boy. And he has a moment of confusion before he carries you back to his family. Um, Papa Kimura has picked up his son's suitcase, and there's a round of, oh, she came as well. She missed you, didn't she? (laughs) But Paqueta growls. (laughs) That cat gets all the love. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> they walk past you, and entirely by coincidence, Tama has just gotten herself a crew of minders. <laughs> Yumi definitely manages to trip over your foot, though, Paqueta. Are you walking past? So basically, what I'm thinking is Paqueta's kind of backed into the corner, waiting to jump Tama. If you're walking past Yumi, she might jump you, though. I mean, Tama has no intention of being put down. <laughs> so this is going to be a contested check okay. of your child, Paqueta, yep. versus Yumi's animal, representing her situational awareness. I've got three child. Yeah, so what animal are you starting with, Yumi? Two. She's <laughs> going to trip over him, or she's going to get scared by him. She is not aware of what's going on. Just for comedy, I'm going to do it as if I thought that maybe you were... Tama. I'm going to jump out and go, boo! And then realise it's you who I'm protective of and go, oh no, 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 no! She's already fallen over backwards. And I will immediately go, oh no, 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 Yumi! Yumi! I didn't know it was you! So it's like, it's like, um, I mean, don't do this because it's mean, but if you ever startle a pigeon and they just like, <laughs> flap! And kind of go three feet away. 
<laughs> she's kind just of just complete like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> just she like Arms stumbles backwards and she doesn't quite fall over, but she sort of stumbles like she's sort of got like the motion is happening now and she's almost like backwards running. Can I like attack hug you to try and stop you falling over? You can try. Yeah, I just want to like grab you to be like, no, you're delicate, which is probably going to make it worse. <laughs> Point of order, you did say flapping about. Mm-hmm. Are your vestigial wings going? Oh. Yes. Ah. Her little vestigial wings are trying to flap underneath her. No, skirt. you mean no. Okay, cool. So this is causing obvious disturbance. I will say, I think she does have a backpack on, so that will hide her wings a little bit. <laughs> I was just going to kind of grab Yumi and just be like, no, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I did... I'm sorry, Yumi. I'm sorry, Yumi. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean Where it. I'm sorry. You... What you, Paquetta, what are you, what, ah, Sorry, look, here, ah, here, have a snail shell. Ah, sorry, sorry. There isn't even a snail inside of it. I know, he left it behind. He probably didn't need it anymore. Well, then why would I need it? Because it's a gift. She holds it up to you. It's a gift. She pokes it. Mako has found out that with the proper application of an Allosaurus, <laughs> you can get the drawer open mm-hmm. and you can deposit the handle inside. <laughs> Close the drawer thereby winning the game of does this come off <laughs> ah, very clever 10 out of 10 he is currently sitting at a score of 2-3 to Utsi <laughs> <laughs> at end of game day fantastic love it on which note I think Utsi is making her goodbyes because she needs to be back home the Ayase farm is quite close to town I think in fact it backs on to the Kimura's property but she still has to kind of go the long way around to get in the front door as it were so she's going to wave goodbye oh no oh well tomorrow yeah find you at the normal place yeah we can go all running up the hill and make probably running back down the hill (laughs) yeah i'll find you there i've got to go it's okay i'm coming and she runs off in the direction of whoever is presumably waving to her. Immediately, Mako is now hunting for someone else because Mako does not want to be alone. Aww. Well, we are quite noticeable. <laughs> yes, I will now immediately look at the commotion and realise that for once in my life, I am not it. <laughs> so I will go over and just watch this happen. Stand in the background, dinosaur in left hand. <laughs> the Kamuras have come by. They've been slowed a little bit because in the nature of small towns like this... Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone. There's a number of people who've gone, Oh, it's little Makoto is back. Oh, doesn't he look smart? And there is conversation and gossip happening in and around the family, which has waylaid them a little bit. Makoto has quietly observed this commotion happening as well. And just kind of idly to you, still in his arms, Tama, he says, oh, I guess some things don't change, huh? <laughs> still purring up a storm. The second he looks down, she's just like, aha, face, I will rub my face on it. Because Makoto is the centre of attention, is Tama just loving it because people keep coming up <laughs> Basking in glory. Presumably everyone is stroking her. Oh yeah, people keep coming to look at her. Makoto was keeping an eye out to see if he saw Hiro again because he kind of vanished, which means there's a chance that he saw something moving under your shirt, Yumi. (gasps) So, there is a surprise mechanic. If you deliberately try to surprise someone, you need to make a check. Henge attributes to their highest. If Henge's is higher, the victim is surprised. What's your default Henge, Yumi? My Henge stat is three. 
cool, and Markato's adult score is free, so... He's a little man. He sees something which is definitely motion either from in or under the backpack, which is not normal. He manages to keep it together. It helps that he just kind of half sees it out the corner of his eye, and also there's a lot of people around. Nevertheless, his hands just kind of tighten a little bit as he automatically tenses. Yes, he has noticed something. At this point, the parents manage to make their excuses and return home, bearing their princess. Yes, it is me. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to Commotion Squad, is there anything more you guys want to do here, or can we move onwards? The Commotion Squad. (laughs) Uh, so I think once I'm entirely sure that you've not broken, uh, I'll pat you down <laughs> once or twice more and be like, are you, are you sure you're all right? Good, good. Get her. I'm like looking at my hands because I was probably holding something I shouldn't have been holding at the time. Is this your fish? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll kind of we'll sort ourselves out. I feel like because we've been doing this, I don't think I can justify us having been paying much attention to Makoto or Hero. No. So I feel like, yeah, we, we will just kind of wander off once we're done here. Why were you hiding? Why did you want to surprise me, Poketa? I didn't want to surprise you, Yumi. I'd never surprise you. I wanted to surprise Tama because she had her tail all stuck up and she was prancing around like she owns the town. Oh. She does, doesn't she? She doesn't own the town. I didn't vote for her. You have to vote for people who own the town. Trust me. I think she might own the town. Everyone seems to want to give her strokes and pets, and and that feels like someone who owns the town. It's just because she's... Everyone's got her humans to wash my shirt. Oh, hey, Mako. Oh, hello. Mako, did you manage to fix that thing that you broke? She doesn't know what he broke. She just knows that he will have broken something (laughs) in the time that she hasn't been paying attention to him. It's just standard. No, we didn't, but it's fine. (laughs) Oh, good. Where are we going? I think we should go and sit in the field and watch the sunset again. That sounds very nice. That'd be lovely. She's going to take like a, a big friend bag of sweets out of one of her pockets, like little, I don't know, sherbets or something it's like we can share these sherbets yeah sherbets oh. like we can share the sherbets and we'll head off to watch the sunset in our favorite field well hello didn't see you there mostly because i'm a disembodied voice speaking to you from the past and you are human experiencing a purely audio medium anyway welcome to the midroll this week we're taking a moment out of our game to plug our awesome pod pals, Gaze of the Round. Gaze of the Round is an actual play podcast where queer performers playtest settings and games by queer creators. Each season has its own story and characters, and at the end of each season the game or setting will be available to the audience for download. Their current season is That Dark Academia, which is a mystery slash horror setting based on the Genesis core rules that thrives on social encounters. Join three promising students whose last year at Heldholm University is disrupted when they uncover sinister secrets that they never imagined possible. My guys, I have been listening to this podcast and I am really loving it. It is spooky and queer and heartfelt and has some kick-ass theme music to boot. I am excited to go along with these characters as they get to the bottom of their sinister mystery at their university. And you should too. And if you don't believe me, here's their trailer to convince you. Enjoy! Have you ever encountered a ghost in here? I've seen ghosts before, but not here. Lenore goes for a faint, emphasizing, making Adalia have to try and like favor that left ankle now. She's going to whip off her helmet and just say to you, next time don't insult me by bringing your B game. 
Oh, my sister wants to see me tonight, so I might have to be late or duck out early for karaoke. Claire looks sad. If, if you keep going all night, I can probably make it. Oh, I can go all night. All right. Promise me that I don't have to carry you back this time. Does that feeling only exist in your room? You said that she was just in your apartment, right? Right, but it doesn't. I felt it elsewhere, too. And just one more thing before we get back to the episode, my darlings. Diacast is very excited to announce that we are launching a Patreon. Of course, Diacast itself will always be free to listen, but if you'd like to contribute to us, we would love to be able to invest back into the costs of running the show. Go to patreon.com forward slash diacast to see the rewards tiers if you'd like to sign up. And with that all said and done, let's get back to it. The Kimuras are... They're heading back, and Makoto swiftly retires, claiming that he is... Tired. That he is tired, and just, yeah, tired from travel. Just a, a quick check on mechanics. Yes. So, at the end of every scene, we add wonder equal to our feelings to others, and we add feelings equal to our... Well, our relationships, connections. We add feelings equal to connections to us from other people. Yes. Correct. And then after every scene, we each have the opportunity to give someone a dreams point, which is kind of like inspiration. Uh, yep. These can be given at any time, at any rate. I have suggested a kind of a standing rate of one per character per scene. I would like to give everyone a hundred right now. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred dreams. What do we do with dreams points? You use to increase connections. Okay. So, for example, I, I generated some dream points by surprising you, but that meant that I got dream points, and I spent those dream points at the end of the scene to increase my uh, affection to Mako by one. Aww. But yeah, so we're in the next scene. Yeah, so that is the mechanics. I believe that's all the mechanics. Unless anyone wants to spend any more dreams to create stronger connections, we can move forward. I have done some mochi pounding. I have pounded the mochi. Uh, mochi is a kind of rice cake made by pounding rice into paste. And the rabbit in the moon spends his time pounding mochi because... Actually, I don't know why he does it, but they, that's just what he does. Yeah. Do it, he does. I'm, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask why. Um, I can make mochi, so I can make mochi for people. I now have a four-charge mochi, and if someone eats it during a scene, they'll gain feelings equal to the amount of wonder you spent on making the mochi. So I have a four-wonder mochi. Cool. We've gone to night time. The scene will be in the Ayase Orchard, where people kind of tend to hang out slash bunk down. So I think Yumi, you're here. I think mm-hmm. Marco is here. Hello. And Paqueta may be here as well. Yeah, I'd be there. The sun has gone down. While the Ayase farm is out of town, the particular orchard you have basically backs onto the edge of town. And this is going to naturally be a cherry orchard. This means that Ayase Hime, the yokai who is associated with this particular orchard, is in a very homely, protective kind of mood. Aww. 
Mm-hmm. She's fairly mild-mannered and chill at the best of times. So as you approach and enter the orchard, you can see at the other end of the field, the ASA house is glimmering with light and the faint sounds of kind of family evening happening. And Ayase Hime steps out of one of the trees to welcome you. Her skin is bark, her hair is blossom, as is her dress. She holds out her arm to you, particularly Yumi, and says, Oh, little songbird, it's so lovely to see you back. I was starting to get worried. Have you had a pleasant day? Ayase Hime, hello. You're looking lovely. You're all full of fruit today. Very sweet of you to notice. It's going to be a wonderful harvest this year. Oh, I'm very excited. You know I love cherries. Paketu and Mako, it is wonderful to see you as well. Hello. Hello. We were just having some of Mako's delicious oh, yes. snack. Uh, it's... He made mochi with his feet. Yeah, it was quite the thing. Uh, I've also got I've also got two buttons, a small dinosaur, a bit of string, a handle, and a sticker of a football player. We're gonna. Uh, Poketa says with a mouthful, like we're gonna we're gonna sell them and we're yep. gonna be rich because they're precious. Ah yes, commerce, commerce, that distant and vague thing that the humans are so concerned with. Fascinating. Oh, I felt Hiro sneaking back and forth across my eastern border not a couple of hours ago. Don't suppose you'd happen to know what was about that if you didn't happen to see him around? One of Tama's humans came home and Hiro likes to see him. Oh, indeed. I think it's a friendship thing. Also, it's not a football player. It's a Korean baseball player. I've just read the label. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, quick check. What does the mochi give us again? It gives you feelings. How many? Four, but only if you eat it. So there is one mochi that can be given. Oh, okay. Oh. I have the secret mochi. There's narrative mochi and there's mechanical mochi. Yeah, I'll take narrative mochi, not mechanical mochi. This is narrative store-bought mochi. (laughs) Yes. Okay, to whom are you giving the mechanical mochi? (laughs) That's the episode title. <laughs> Remember, you don't have to give it to anyone right now. Yes. Indeed. Or this ever. I am keeping the mechanical mochi on me <laughs> for the foreseeable future until an opportunity arises for which I can help someone with it. Mako and his mechanical mochi. I am also munching narrative mochi. One of Tama's humans came home. Oh, indeed. I remember them playing games together not so many seasons ago underneath my boughs. What was his name? Makoto. Makoto. That sounds like him. Makoto. Your name was Makoto. Very sweet child. I remember them being quite taken with each other. It's nice to see that they're back. I'm going to turn to Yumi and I'll say, but why would Hero... Oh, this much is so good. (laughs) Why would Hero run away? Like, if it's his friend. Do you think they had a fight? Oh no, that's so sad. No. I hope they didn't have a fight. That would be really sad. Then Makoto will be sad and he won't give Tama all of the cuddles that she wants. I I think she'll still demand the... And if Tama... Yeah, if Tama's upset, then I think it's generally bad for the local populace. (laughs) This isn't about Tama. This is about Hiro and Makoto. Yeah, but it has effects on Tama. And when Tama is affected, we know about it. We're all affected. (laughs) Shush, everyone. This is important. This is not to do with Tama. Oh. There could be a serious problem here. What do you think they fought about? I don't know, because Makoto's been away. Maybe Hiro missed him, but then no. Why would he run away? It doesn't make sense. Well, we're friends, so what would we fight about that would make us not want to talk to each other? 
Fouquet is going to look at her feet for a moment, <laughs> deep in thought. And she's going to scratch her head. And then she's going to go over to Yumi and she's going to take her hand. And she's going to say, I'm sorry I jumped out at you. I didn't mean to upset <laughs> <say> you. <laughs> Thank you, Pocketta. I wasn't going to stop talking to you. Please don't stop talking to me. I didn't mean it. I know, but you shouldn't do it again. I won't. Pocketta. Hugs you. <laughs> Pocketta, uncross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> she really guiltily takes her hand out of her pocket. <laughs> Were you nasty to you, me, Pocketta? He made me flap my feathers. No! Oh, my dear, under the bag did they get spotted? Pocketta, that was really not very nice of you. And the night seems to be growing darker. She's our beautiful, beautiful plant mum. Uh, Paquetta, totally unaware of the <laughs> mortal danger she may be in. Paquetta, like, kind of does does that thing kids do where she, like, wrings her hands and scuffs her foot. Mm. And she's just going to be like, I didn't do much. I, I was trying to jump out at Tama and I jumped out and scared Yumi instead. But I didn't mean it. I just wanted to bring Tama down a peg because she's so haughty and... And, and proper, and, and and I'm I'm sorry. So this is going to be a check. Yep. Difficulty is six, and you're trying to appeal to her emotionality, but it was just an honest mistake, so this feels like child. Mm. Yep, that's good, because my child is quite high. Does it help that I have forgiven her? I, it doesn't need to. I think it's fine, like... No, I, I think she's too deep into someone has distressed mm. my Yumi. I love my beautiful dream mum. <laughs> so I have three child and I will spend three feelings on it as well to pass. Fantastic. And the way I'll play that narratively is Paquetta will just keep wringing her hands and scuffing her foot and just give you the biggest like cow eyes that she can. Just be like, I didn't mean it, honest. <laughs> I think you look up and you find that Ayesahime is kind of poised over you. Her normally quite well-proportioned form has kind of loomed and hunched over you. Her hair has gone from blossom into like coils of almost antler-like twigs and branches and her dress resembles less a curtain of blossom and more a draped web. Her entire stance and her entire like shape her silhouette resembles less of a person and more of a deer or a serpent poised to strike. Sick imagery. Plump mum, plump mum, plump mum. At which point there's a pause. She meets your gaze with eyes which are the rich, deep red of ripened cherries. Nice. Before she blinks, they return to a human approximation. She goes, well, I suppose that's all right. Almost like reshuffling a coat that's got slightly out of whack and she returns to her normal form. Before she she goes, oh, there's someone else here. Ooh, my feathers are all of a flutter again. Footsteps near the house. Ooh. Shall we see? Let's go and yes. look. Yes. yes, let's go look. As a show of like forgiveness and solidarity, I like grab hold of Paquetta's hand and run with her. Aww, Paquetta's heart is warm. Mako will stay just a tiny bit behind, right until the moment that they just run off and might actually go out of sight, and then he'll just sprint. Just <laughs> eyes down, go. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. We have considered putting Mako on reins. Okay, so the Scooby Gang <laughs> to the edge, the edge of the of the orchard. Yes, and this is going to be an animal check. 
Ooh. To keep yourself hidden. Yes. So I'm going to want each of you to reach four in animal. Oof. That's quite easy for me. Does anybody need to consume the mechanical mochi? I'm good. I'm getting low, but I can uh, I can last. I, I only have a two in animal, so I'll have to take off two feelings, but I have 11 at the moment. Oh, bloody hell. I'm, I'm on one feelings after that check. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I think you should eat. How did you get so low? Did you not restock? Because you just had to appease a god. I spent a load in the previous yeah, I, for- I almost forgot you should have the mechanical mochi. Uh, I'm happy to not have a mechanical mochi for the moment, but Kika, uh, can I have the mechanical mochi on standby, please? Yes, absolutely. Lo- Thank you. Loaded Thank in. you, Mako. <laughs> <laughs> Load into the, the mechanical gun. mochi. <laughs> standby. <laughs> Tubes loaded. <laughs> in in one in one hand he's got the mechanical mochi in another the picture of the Doosan bears. <laughs> I've been googling right. Korean baseball. Fantastic. I see. Even though we're in Japan. <laughs> Trading cards. So who has met Animal Four at this stage? Me. Me. Oh yeah. Oh, I made Animal Four. Uh, yeah, easy. The easiest thing I've ever done. Fantastic. You sneak to the southeasternmost tree, which also happens to be like nearest to the Ayasi house, and all of you can see a figure sitting on the gate, and you recognise the form of Hero Ayase. It's Hero. Oh, it's Hero. Shh. Shh. <laughs> Shh. What should we do? I don't know. I could throw a button at him. No, Mako. Do you think that would help? No, I'm going to be honest. Oh. Do we want to get his attention? I say he may. What do you think? I think I'm watching. Oh. We should watch as well then. Yumi like looks really carefully. She squeezes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's really concentrating. She's not going to forget to pay attention. I have wings, as in not the feature, the power, which part of it is when you are running away or searching for things, add two to your attribute as long as you're not in full human form. Would this count as searching for things if I needed to make a check? Uh, if you made a check to read his lips. Maybe you should read his lips. Oh, do you think I should try? Has he got something written on his lips? Oh no, that's not what you mean, is it? <laughs> no. You're going to have to spend two wonders to activate your power and give yourself plus two, and then spend one feeling to make up the difference from five to six, because you spend feelings on checks. That makes sense. So I'm down to nine wonder and eight feeling. So I am reading this boy's lips. You dial in your senses. He's saying, I don't know, didn't really, didn't expect to see you earlier. Um, no. Uh, about you look different. Um, no, that's stupid. Hey, Makoto, fancy seeing you again. <laughs> no, that's dumb. <laughs> Damn it, Hero. I turn to the others and I go, does Makoto turn invisible sometimes? <laughs> because Hero seems to think he's talking to him, but I don't think he's there. Oh, what's he saying? He's saying hello, Makoto. He just keeps saying hello. Is he wearing a Bluetooth headset? What's a Bluetooth headset? <laughs> I don't think his teeth are blue. Okay. He just keeps saying hello and that it's surprising to see him, but I can't see him. Maybe he's rehearsing. For a play. A play with only him and Makoto in it. Oh, I didn't know they were putting on a play. I think if they're putting on a play, it's only fair that we're involved. I think we should go and talk to him and tell him that we want to be in his play. I think that's a lovely idea. Or at least maybe we can watch his play. I don't know if I want to be in a play. I'm sure you'd be a great actress, Yumi. Is it now the appropriate time to vault the fence? (laughs) (laughs) It's It's always always the appropriate appropriate time to vault the fence. Do you do it like a bunny hop? Oh, of course he does. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. Basically, a bunny hop. My arms curled up, legs curled up as well, and land terribly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just flat on your face. Nearly. Oh no, Mako, are you okay? This spring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprises and startles Hero naturally. He also falls off the fence. He tries to catch himself, but you know, his hand isn't quite where it was last week, and that makes things difficult. So he stumbles and just kind of thuds to the ground on his back before rolling up. Hello. <laughs> Hero, are you alright? In the darkness, he's peering. Who are you? What are you doing here? Hello. I'm Yumi. I'm your friend. I'm Mako. I fell off a fence. <laughs> And I'm your friend. So do you vaguely actually know Hero, Yumi? Sure. I feel like it's one of those, like, we, we know so. him. We hang around his house all the time. How can you You're also not? a bird quite a lot of the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What if we're friends when I'm a bird? Oh, my God. Like, like when I'm a bird, he talks to me. Oh. But I've ne- I can't, I, like, I forget that he's never spoken to me as a <laughs> That's kid. perfect. I love, I love it. <laughs> Helen? What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to give a logical explanation, and this is better. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Unaccepted. Hero's looking between the two of you and is like, wait, you're... I'm friends with Utsi. Yes, you... Utsi and I are best buds. You are. Shouldn't you be at home? No. Probably. <laughs> oh, no, we, we, we're we allowed to sort of go out and run about. We, we, we like having a big runabout. We were going home. Yumi like looks to see if that is the correct thing to say. We have a home, we live in it. Paquetta just gives you like two thumbs up. This is like, yes, good. <laughs> We're literally the how to train your dragon meme, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and we were going there. I'm just gonna nod along. Yes, that's gonna be a check on you, Yumi. I can't decide whether this is a child or adult check, but the difficulty is free. I'm gonna save you some time. I have the same stat in both. Doesn't make a difference. He just kind of nods at that, goes, Okay, so nice to see you, I guess, but I have things to be doing, so... Like rehearsing for a play? Um, looks at you blankly. You were rehearsing? Oh, that, that, no, no, um, uh, he's stum- he's stammering and stuttering, and, um, it's hard to tell in the growing darkness, but you're pretty sure you can see a blush spreading. We would like to come to your play. It looks interesting. That's it, not a play, it was just, a uh, A skit? <laughs> a tableau? Uh, I just, you know, I'm- A stand-up act. Our friends come back and I didn't know how to talk to him. So I was trying to, you know, work it out. Oh, we can teach you how to talk. We do it all the time. Some people tell me to stop and then I don't. Yes, it's very common. <laughs> Baquetta. <laughs> Does Baquetta also jump over the fence? I was hanging back because I, I know that I'm weak on feelings. My stats are low. I was doing the Golden Sky Stories equivalent of I've not got much HP left, I'll hang back. <laughs> <laughs> Taking cover. <laughs> but I'm now going to walk forward and I'm going to like smile cheerfully at Hero and I'm going to say, you're nervous about speaking to Makoto, aren't you? Yeah. How many of you are there? <laughs> Only three. Well, sometimes there are four of us. Sometimes there are four of us, but at the moment only three. Three important people. Makoto's very nice. How do you guys know Makoto? We've seen him around. We saw him arrive on the train. He looks like a secret agent. He has a very nice and beautiful cat. Yeah, he does. We've seen him before he got on the train. He was wearing a suit. Is he in the play too? There's no play. There's no play, Yumi. No play? But I want to see a play. Is he training to be a train conductor? Oh, that would be a lovely job. That would be a nice job. You get to travel around everywhere. Yeah, and you get to look at things like trains and out of trains and you get to see all the scenery go rushing by. Sorry, you were trying to say something. (laughs) 
how would you say hello to someone if they've been away for a long time and you're different? Paqueta leaps up excitedly. She's like, I will show you. I will show you here. So she's going to position uh, Maka in front of her and like, she kind of move you by the shoulders. She's like, right, let's pretend that you've been away for a long time, Mako, and you've just come back home. Oh no, where did he go? It's a game, Yumi. She'll just kind of grab your hand and she'll be like, it's all right, it's just like a play. Okay. And then Paquette is going to back up and she's going to do like a really dramatic pose like she's acting. And then she's going to kind of look around really dramatically and then kind of catch sight of Mako like she's not seen him in a long time. And she's like, oh, Mako, it's so good to see you. You've been away for so so long i missed you oh yeah hello i've been away for so long training to be a train or train conductor <laughs> so like paquetta pauses for a second <laughs> she's like nonplussed by the improv and then she's gonna be like yes i've missed you while you were away train conductoring i missed you too because you're one of my best friends paquetta you're one of my best friends too mako and i'm going to show you how much i've missed you and then she's gonna throw her arms around you and give you a big old hug yumi immediately jumps into the group hug i missed you so much (laughs) mako i missed you why would you leave me so now hero you should go to makoto and show him how much you missed him because he's your friend isn't he do it like that it's the simplest thing maybe you should bring him a present like a cake that's a good idea or a mochi (laughs) Or a mochi. Yes. (laughs) If it's that simple, then should I go now? Yes, we'll come with you. We can help. We're very helpful. We love helping. Sure, this seems to be how the night's going. (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah! Wonderful. We are going back in time a bit, so Tama. Tama! <laughs> to what extent are you love-bombing Makoto? When they first get home, she's going to immediately just like wiggle out of his arms, like, how dare you be carrying me, put me down. But after Makoto goes up to bed, she's like, finally, <laughs> and follows up after him. Initially, he is plenty affectionate in a kind of a half-distracted way, but he's quickly becoming distracted by the fancy phone that he has. He's looking at it and kind of holding it at various points around his room and he's trying to get a signal. After about 20 minutes, he seems to give up with whatever he's doing and sits down and, of course, you are immediately all over him. And he kind of chuckles to himself and says, well, guess that means I'm back. Oh, yes, there. Right there. Yes. No, 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 you missed it. Back, back, back. No, there, there. Ah, ah, yes. Well, at least you haven't changed, Tama. I thought it would be nice to be back. I'll be fine. It's just a shock, I suppose. Did you see Hero earlier? He's got big. (laughs) Why didn't he talk to me? When he starts talking about Hero, I'm going to use one of my powers, which is peek into hearts. You can read the heart of another. This mainly lets you hear what someone is saying in their head, not what they're feeling or what's true. Still, it lets you find out what someone's real intentions are from their heart rather than from their mouth. Magnificent. Yeah, that's great. And that costs literally half my wonder. Fantastic. It's all confused and quite intense. There's equal parts, like, shock at different. There's, like, a surprise that, oh, you are half again as tall as you were when we last saw each other. Yeah, a little bit of shock, but there's also an interest there. This dramatic child, he has been back for two hours. (laughs) She starts violently cleaning her side. (laughs) We cut away from his window and cut 
to the edge of the Kimuri's back garden where four shapes <laughs> ghost out of the hedge. We have to be stealthy. We have to be very, very stealthy. Shh. Really stealthy. Really stealthy, guys. Thump. <laughs> As we have established before, I still jump like a rabbit. Boquette's <laughs> just going to turn to Mac and be like, you need to be quiet! And then she's going to immediately clump both of her hands over her mouth. Okay, so you <gasps> have to be quiet! <laughs> quiet! <gasps> Inside, Tava's ears prick up and then flick away in irritation. <laughs> Not these idiots. <laughs> you hear Poketsa just go, Tama will never expect this. <laughs> <laughs> Tama is going to springboard off Makoto and she's standing by Makoto's door yelling. Oh, Tama's awake. How lovely. Mm-hmm. Potentially what's feeding. <laughs> she's springboarded off him and started screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he stumbles out of bed and goes, yeah. Fine, and lets you out. She just keeps winding around his ankle so he can't go back into his room. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to achieve here, Tama? She's trying to get him outside because she's seen that the idiots have brought along Hiro and she wants the idiots out of her garden. Right. And she also wants uh, Mako to be somewhere safe that isn't here (laughs) because he needs to be protected. And wandering around the town in the middle of the night is the safest thing for him. So this is going to be a child five. Okay, I shall pay this toll. Do you think we're ever going to get to see Tama's human form? Look, you gave me an opportunity to be a cat. (laughs) Why would you not (laughs) take it? (laughs) So you curl around his ankles a few times and then move towards the stairwell and just look at him significantly. Switching back over to the free in the garden, what are you doing? Is Sorry, is this a new scene? Yes. 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 And mechanics question, how much do wonders go up by? Wonders is equal to your exported connections. <laughs> because I obviously right. had to phrase that in the most boring way possible. The four of you are all out in the garden. Paquetta and Mako, what have you been doing at this point? I am on the lookout. I am doing the same as he is. For Tama, Tama's human, or for some reason, Butsy. Although that one, I realise, is down at the bottom of the list of possibilities. (laughs) Unlikely. If you're in a state of watching, that means you can see that there has been some movement in the first floor window. That's where Tama's noises were coming from. You can see a relatively large window with a couple of adults in it. At least one of them has a drink in hand and there is a back door. I think you can see Makoto silhouetted and Hiro is also seen him silhouetted and is... Ah, this was a bad idea. There is a small tree in that garden and he's moving to kind of hide behind it. Does Yumi see them see each other? Yes. She gets like anime heart eyes and she starts sparkling. <laughs> she's, she's like an anime girl and she like pulls him out from behind the tree. No, you can't hide. You have to say hello to him. You practice so hard. It would be a real shame not to show him. Can I see the adults? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm mainly doing this because I just want to use this ability. It's called Tanuki Drumming. It can only be used at night. I'm going to roll onto my back oh. and start drumming on my belly because oh. I am a raccoon dog. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's this belly. People who are appearing in the scene who hear the drumming, their adult attribute goes down to zero and all other electronics in the area stop working and this lasts till the scene ends. So what I'm going to do is both cause a power cut... <laughs> 
and make everybody feel really childish and warm and fuzzy. Fantastic. So do all of our adult <laughs> attributes go to zero as well? This is going to affect all of you, so your adult is effectively zero, as is heroes, as is Makoto's, as are free adults. There's a sudden, whoa, what was that? And there's just a generic commotion. We will say Makoto has the door open and closes it behind him just as the lights go out. He's just kind of looking around quite wild-eyed and sees four people in his garden. Tama is going to comfortingly wrap around his ankles. Is Hero going to do anything or is he frozen? Hero is currently frozen. Yumi's going to take Hero's hand and pull him forward. This is what you are attempting to do. Initially, however, Hero is resisting and he's quite a strong lad. I am going to use please. Please, you make requests with tearful eyes and get someone to listen. If the person's adult is higher than your child, they can refuse. (laughs) (laughs) Teamwork. Due to a certain power cut. I'm just going to be, oh, please, please listen to him. He sighs and allows Yumi to pull him forwards. And Makoto is going, Hiro, is that you? What's going on? What are you doing here? Was this you? And Hiro's like, I don't think this was me. And they're just stumbling through this quite awkward small talk. As they're going back and forth, you notice that you can kind of start to make out the silhouettes. And before too long, the whole garden is very gently eliminated by bobbing fireflies. Tamma's going to have come over to Mako and is trying to get him to sit down. (laughs) I know my place, I'll sit down. (laughs) And the second he does, she's going to put her paws up and try and basically get onto his shoulders and start violently licking his head. (laughs) I love Tamma. Oh, not again. (laughs) (laughs) She's just taking care of you. The two boys are just standing slightly more than arms reach across from each other. Hiro reaches out a hand and says, come on, they're distracted right now. And Makoto goes, okay, and takes his hand and they just move a few steps away towards the bottom of the garden. And we all move towards them. Makoto is going to like see the three of you and go, are these friends of yours? We are friends of Tama and we are friends of Hero. I could also prove I'm a friend of Tama. I will motion to Tama currently on top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) I give Tama a scritch behind the ear. Careful. She likes me. Yes, yes, yes. This is acceptable. Don't you worry. I will come clean you in a moment, my darling. This is more a balance issue. This is more a balance (laughs) issue. I mean, clearly Tama likes you. Yes, we're her friends. Tama at this moment turns and just sort of like flicks her tail grumpily in Bimboketa's direction. Like, oh, yes, and she's... (laughs) Bimboketa just kind of... Gives you a very raccoon dog scowl. Porchetta is going to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Iris says, yeah, I was um, debating coming here and they persuaded me to come. So Makoto goes, uh, thank you then. You're very welcome. That's all right. I saw you earlier in, in the street on the way back from the station. Yes, I was playing a game. There's something on your back. My rucksack. Yep, yep, look, just a rucksack. <laughs> she turns around to show you her rucksack. She does like a fashion show. Paquetta just like, just, just, yep, see, a rucksack. It's a cool rucksack. I look at him and I go, I had a frog in my rucksack. <laughs> and it was kicking. It's an amazing frog. Yes. It's a really bouncy frog. His name was George. That is not a Japanese name in the slightest. That almost makes it funnier. <laughs> good name for a frog. It was a really good frog. Sure. And he was kicking. Sure. Mako put him in my bag. I did. <laughs> I think it's reasonable that this strange child had a frog in her bag that another strange child put there. It's more likely she had a frog in her bag than she had literal wings. This is true. <laughs> He's not sure he believes you, but. What else could it be? 
He's like, this town's weird. I like this town. Hero is very subtly just kind of making away motions with his hands. I stand perfectly still and nod like I understand, but I clearly don't. Tama is going to say, because the humans can't understand her, Come, come, we must leave now. They want us to leave. Off we go. Chop, 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 chop. Oh, I've I've seen a, a horse, and then I'm just gonna run. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave. Still with Tama. Yes, Tama's on Tama's shoulders. Like slow down, you fool! <laughs> wait up, Tama! Wait up! I will go, but I will go in a slightly different direction to Tama. <laughs> and I will grab hold of Paquetta's arm and pull her along with us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's skip forward a couple of days, and it's back in the field. I'm a birdie, I'm in my nest, all snug. And Hayasahime is going to alight next to you. She's also in a bird form, and says, You'll never guess who just showed up. And leaning on the gate is Makoto. Hiro comes over and uh, leads on the top of the gate, and is like, So what's a guy like you doing in a (laughs) field like this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just loses it halfway through. Makoto goes, right, so... <laughs> he says, uh, right. I brought a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so, I was thinking, we always said we were going to look at the spooky house on the hill, but it's something we never actually did. And I don't know how many, like, kids summers we're going to have, so what do you say to an adventure? If I hadn't said Yumi was a bird right now, she would just appear next to them and go, ooh, that sounds fun. In the orchard, <laughs> leaning against the tree, there is a stylishly dressed 16-year-old girl who's just watching all of this approvingly. And she has a bird on her shoulder. Oh, nice. Yep. And Hiro thinks on it for a moment and goes, sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, twilight by the bridge, and Makoto says, "Got it." Well, we got freaking a raccoon dog, a rabbit, a bird, and a stylishly dressed sixteen-year-old looking on. Watch from nearby. I assume that a second later, a rabbit runs past them, being chased playfully by a raccoon dog. Makoto will see this and, and laugh. Then he's going to look over and see human Tama as he starts to walk away. Just kind of pause for a moment. There's like, do I? She winks and then turns and walks into the orchard. <laughs> History. <laughs> do, 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 do. He is like, this town, this town, I swear. And we follow Yumi's vision as she flies up into the sky to get a literal bird's eye view of the town and all that stretches <laughs> beyond. And then credits begin to roll. And that's it for the lovely Golden Sky Stories. We hope you enjoyed it, and come back next week for our next thrilling adventure. But until then, thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast, and on Instagram at DiacastPod. And subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey, if you enjoyed listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review, or sharing us with a friend. We'd really love that. Diacast is Lukey Slynn, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman, and H. Folkmans. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folkmans. The Diacast theme is by Matt George Lovett, and this week's theme was Villa by the Sea by Magnus Moon, a link to which can be found in the episode description. This episode was edited by Helen, 
This week we were playing Golden Sky Stories by Ryo Kamiya, a link to which can be found in the episode description. And at least for this week, that's how the die are cast. <laughs>